When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. It is Friday, September 2nd. Ooh, did I write Friday on my uh my notes? I don't think I did. I think I wrote Thursday. Um yeah, I wrote Thursday. Let me write Friday on here on my notes. But uh for those of you that don't know, I've been on live on YouTube for a few minutes now. I kind of go live on YouTube. You might hear a dog barking here soon, but I, I go live on YouTube. I kind of explain some stuff, um, and then I kind of start the podcast. So if you're listening on your podcast and you want to um, go on to YouTube, you can uh, see, kind of at, just remember, when I start talking about something, if you want to see it, uh, I'm screen sharing on YouTube live, so you can look at... Um, Whatever you want, my charts, FinViz, whatever I'm actually talking about, you can see it on YouTube. Just remember the time of the podcast. So if you're listening on Spotify, I know it has the time up top. So um, I'm going to start with, we've got a jobs number, a monthly jobs number coming out at 830. And that's going to be huge. And one of the tweets that I sent was, and this is the same as last month. Last month, what happened um, in August, and it, it kind of kicked off. Uh, it was one of the first uh, times. It was the first week in August. One of the first times in the last, I'd say, three, four months that the White House didn't put out a press release about how bad the jobs number was going to be tomorrow. And again, these are supposedly hidden, supposedly confidential. But the administration does probably get a heads up, a wink, wink whatever. Um, and there, there is some notice about it to folks, uh, but, uh, they didn't put out a, 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 a jobs report number this time either. And since they didn't, I'm thinking that the jobs number is strong because remember the administration wants the job number to be strong. They want jobs to grow. The fed wants to kill jobs. They want to kill demand. They want this economy to slow down so that inflation can go down. Doesn't mean that the, the administration wants inflation going up. Just means that the, the, the Fed has two mandates. A healthy job market, which they have achieved, and it's currently healthier than it probably should be, uh, just based on wages, which is adding to inflation. Uh, but remember, inflation is the number two Fed mandate. So they have both these things um, in their short-term purview, and, and they, they want to kill it because right now the only way to actually kill inflation is to make the job market go down, to kill demand. So I kind of put it out there. I'll kind of, as 8.30 comes, kind of comes by, I will, and I'm showing you right now, um, my guess was that we'll have a strong job market and SQQQ should go up because remember it's an inverse triple leverage leveraged nasdaq um uh, etf and what that means is when the nasdaq actually goes down sqq goes up when uh the nasdaq goes up pqqq 
goes down uh, up. So you want to be able to play these two against each other. And again, it's day trading. Um, it's nothing that, that you should probably be doing. Uh, I always tell you that uh, buying and holding makes you a lot more money than actually uh, tr day trading or trading, getting out. Uh, and to that fact, I kind of just posted an article uh, about the three things um, you should not be doing uh, when it comes to a downturn. Um, and you'll hear a lot of people. There are a lot of economists warning about crashes in the market. You hear Michael Burry saying that we're going to have the mother of all crashes. He kind of sold out of most of his um, billion-dollar portfolio because of it. <clears throat> you hear Mike Wilson from... Um, I don't know, is he from Citibank or JP Morgan? Huge bear. And then they have him on whenever the markets start to go down. You know, listen, uh, analysts are paid to either tell you that the market are going, uh, is going up or down. And when the market's going down, uh, the TV people like to have the people who have said that it was going to go down uh, on. Uh, and ahead of the, by the way, the futures have kind of taken a little leg up ahead of the, the, the market. Um, J.P. Morgan put out a quote this morning, and I'm going to read it to you. We received a number of questions about whether we had seen panic selling. We have not. We still await one of those flush days where you see the VIX spike to 40 to 50 range. The market falls minus 4%, and you begin getting calls from relatives about which assets to sell. They haven't seen that yet, so there hasn't been panic in the market. And so with that, what I wanted to do was, and I'll go into the strategy tester, and we'll just look at um, SPY. And uh, so when I look at SPY, here's what I want to show you. I want to go into SPY, and you can see, yeah, we've, we've retraced about 50% of the actual, and you see yesterday's candles, the morning was down, afternoon was up, but both candles were green. Uh, your RSI is at 32. Yesterday in the morning, you were at 24. You experienced just an oversold bounce. You can see in my portfolio, well, maybe you can't see, but there is quite a bit of red uh, in the portfolio. But what I want to do is I want to look at SPY, and I want to go back to a monthly. And the reason I want to go back to a monthly is because I want to show you the history of the S&P going back what? 30 years, somewhere around there. Um, 30 years would pay, take you back to 1992, and that's where we are. <clears throat> uh, January 1993, so it's you know almost 30 years. Look at the volume. We haven't seen the volume uh, like we saw back in 2008 during the financial crisis. Uh, that, that entire 10-year period uh, you saw. I'm going to bring this volume level back to, you know what? I'm going to bring it back to bot, dot bomb. We'll bring it back to August 20, uh, 2000. And you can see most of the people who have bought since then, there's a significant volume shelf here at about 118 to 147. You've got a volume shelf here at about 278 that's kind of forming. But you see this little burst right here. And that little burst will start to get bigger because as we trade in this range, it's going to get bigger. Now, a 200-day on, on the 30-year of the SPY um, is crazy. But you look at this MACD. When technicians look at this, they say, 
That MACD is going down. When am I going to see this turn around? Well, you know, look at that run up. This was June 2020. This was pandemic. Look at that run up on the MACD. So when people talk about a bear market, they're not necessarily talking about we, we do need a recession. Look at this. You go from 2008, 2009. The low was March 2009. It's been straight up since. You had one vacation break, let's call it, March 2020. So look at that. So when they're, a lot of technicians are talking about, um, hey, it's going to be a downturn, they may actually be just be talking about to the 50-day on a monthly, which goes down to 351, which again, most people who are long-term investors are still making money. You've just lost money uh, from an opportunity standpoint. So I don't want you to think, the, the, the article where I said the three things that you don't want to do, it's uh, you don't want to panic, you don't want to get out, um, you want to have a plan. There, I just saved you from uh, reading three things to do. Don't rush, don't change strategy, don't panic. Um, don't let short-term noise uh, drown out your long-term goals. A lot of you guys are in your 20s, and, and I'll take it back. Okay, I was 20 years old in 1990, so I was 20. You're going to hear the dog bark in the background at 1990. So I would have bought the Spy at 43. Guys, today you're at just under 400. If that's the same realm of, of growth that you're going to see. When I was 20, it's 30 years ago. When I was 20 and I bought it at 43, I now, uh, what, 10 times my money over that period? So think about it. You keep adding to your, your, your actual uh, investments and you 10 times the money that you have today. Say you have $1,000. It's $10,000. Um, but you're going to add more money to that. So again, I, I want you in for the long term. And this is just SPY. I think we can look at VOO, um, which is a Vanguard, uh, a big Vanguard one. We'll just go monthly on this one. I don't think this one goes back as, as far because it's a low cost ETF. It only goes back to like 2010. But look at that. Uh, again, you had one vacation break. Um, so uh, if I pull this down, VOO, debt back to weekly, you still want to be in the long term. You're still not touching your 200-day. You still don't have a significant pullback here. Uh, your MACD is down. And this is a weekly of the VOO. So I, I, I wanted to make sure that you guys knew that because yesterday um, I sensed that some people were panicking. Uh, by the way, it's 8.32, and I was wrong. Markets are way up. Uh, unemployment rate, 3.7%. So it did go up. It went up. Wow. So Fed's doing its job. This market's going to explode. Uh, I will start to go over uh, some stocks now. Uh, Nike, I wanted to show you guys because Nike dipped under 100. Uh, I believe it dipped under 100 yesterday. Um, it's, at 10, uh, sorry, it's at 106. But why I wanted to bring it up is look at that RSI at 35. This is a staple, a, a staple um, stock. It is a well-run company. Uh, look at that falling knife, though. Again, you had a lot of people during the pandemic. This is kind of seen as a pandemic thing. They've had a lot of issues with China. But you take it back to December of last year, 
Um, and if you were 171, you're at 100 now. Uh, look at Disney. Um, we're going to look at Disney because they're coming out with kind of almost like an Amazon Prime thing where you get, uh, you join the club and you get uh, discounts on uh, Disney Plus, you get dis- discounts on Disney merchandise, you get discounts at the park. So they're coming out with something like that. That's the rumor. I don't know if it was announced. I'm not that close to Disney, but you're trading at 112. Uh, again, this is a staple. The RSI is down here at 42. Great company to own. I, at these, you know, again, the pandemic, if we pull this back and say we go to a weekly, because I want to see 2020, March of 2020, everything was closed down. This was a $70 stock. Um, and then it just shot up from there. And you went all the way up almost to 200. Yeah, it was like 198 right there in March of 2021. Um, it wasn't overvalued. It just kind of came down. And sorry about the dog in the background uh, barking. But uh, Disney, I wanted to show you that. Qual- Qualcomm, next one. Qualcomm announced a chip deal with uh, Meta, Facebook, for uh, the Metaverse. The RSI is at 31, guys. This is an oversold market. This is where you're going to get some bounces. This is where you want to pick your favorites. You want to throw some money in. You don't want to put it all in because, again, I haven't had a MACD cross-up. I typically wait for that MACD cross-up. But a good example is this Qualcomm. Am I going to get into it? I don't know. Let's look at NVIDIA. And I'm going to yell at the dog. Hey! No, ma'am. Sorry about that. I didn't yell into the microphone. But I'm not pausing it. Um, I used to pause the podcast and do that. NVIDIA just gapped down yesterday. Um, you're going to have a fill of this gap between 143 and 148 at some point in time. I don't know that it's right now. The RSI is at 27. Uh, the ex-dividend date is coming up. You've got quite a volume shelf here. Uh, I don't know that there's going to be a, bo- a, a huge turnaround in this one. Again, you have multiple problems. If we go back to, uh, I showed this yesterday, NVIDIA. 45 PE, forward PE of 30. You go to AMD. Um, AMD has a PE of 34, a forward PE of 16, so it's half. So if NVIDIA comes to half, uh, you know, they pull their, uh, their PE and their forward PE in half, then that's the case. You're probably at a $100 stock, honestly. I mean, that's, that's the problem that you have. Um, uh, there was a, a new stock that I found out about yesterday, PSQ and um, Weiss, PS, no, not PSG, uh, PSQ um, on halftime reports, forget his first, Steve Weiss. Um, he came out and he said, hey, he bought PSQ because he doesn't think this market's done going down. Well, 1223, it was uh, the, the, the algorithm said buy in. Um, if you look at, um, and this is the QQQ, so look at SQQQ because S is triple level. Um, you had a buy-in here at 33 or at 45 right now. It went down yesterday in the afternoon because the market did kind of rally back. Um, he sold Deer and Devon and ironically, Devon is up in pre-market. Um, oil is up based on, and this was in the news that OPEC is probably going to cut um, output uh, production. Now, Devin had this MACD cross down here. Let's zoom in so you can see it a 
a little closer. Um, and I'll make it a little larger on the screen. So see that? That blue line crossing the yellow line. That's a MACD cross down. And that MACD cross down would normally get you out. But in my algorithm, there's some, uh, some moving averages that are involved in the algorithm as well. And so it didn't get you out. But you see that button hook right there, and I talk about this a lot. Now, with Devin up, I didn't sell any Devin. Um, I didn't, didn't feel like eh, it was time. With OPEC kind of coming up, I said, you know, I'm just not sure uh, that Devin actually is. If you bought it under 70 yesterday, fantastic. I think you're getting a second leg to this rally. Um, I think that Russia is going to start to play games. I think the European Union um, starts to uh, put some sanctions on Russian oil. They're talking about putting a cap, a price cap um, on Russian oil worldwide. It's probably not a great idea. But you look at Oxy. Devin in the pre-market is at $70.33. Oxy, same kind of thing. You had this MACD cross down. These two are kind of trading in the same thing. You've got this gap on Oxy between 74 and 75. That's why I'm tentative to, to actually sell this one. Uh, in pre-market, it's at 70.25. Again, I think anywhere between 65 and 70, you buy this one. I think anything over 70, you kind of sell it. Um, you, you know, Energy, you can make a lot of money. You do have an ex-dividend date coming up as a, as a, uh, a catalyst. Um, it was interesting yesterday because Josh Brown, uh, who I like as a trader, I, I, he's the one that led me into LNG um, at 150 and gave perfect price. Um, you know, again, he's got perfect purse. He, he basically tells you the price that he likes it at. Uh, and he tells you the reason why that price. I don't like people who just say, yeah, I like it, uh, LNG because of natural gas exposure. Well, no, give me a price. Give me a reason. Give me something else. But he, he liked this shy, and, and what this is is one to three year treasury bonds, and you can hang out in this. Um, I'm not particularly fond of it. You would be out of it, but the, it is totally oversold in that it's 26 on the RSI. So I thought I'd bring that one up. Now, one that I wanted to bring up, and ironically, it had a MACD cross up, and I know I brought it up uh, a few days ago, Uber at 28. 28.91 is the cross up. That's kind of where it's selling at right now. Let's see. Let's go into Active Trader Pro and put in Uber so we can see. I don't own this one. I'm thinking about maybe getting it. Yeah, it's 29. It's already kind of gone up 40 cents. But you've got a gap here between 29.73 and 30. You remember, you only really have to go to 32. And this is a stock that regularly trades up here at 33. Um, if we pull it back, you can kind of see it's not crazy to think that it's going to get back to those 32, 33 marks. So uh, they're making money. They announced on their last earning that it was 47 cents per share. When you look at Uber, um, we'll look at Uber versus Lyft. Uh, they are making money. I don't know why the PE is not on there. Uh, but let's look at Lyft, um, see if their PE is on there. Their forward PE is 14. But, you know, again, these, these companies are kind of trade just in tandem, so it's not huge. 
but Uber was one. Uh, Cleveland Cliffs. Uh, and this one, I believe, was down yesterday. Yeah, it got down yesterday. You're out of this one. Mind you, you are out of this one. If you're still holding, I don't think you have a problem holding here. Um, if you got in at 19, you know, again, your tax situation depends on it. It's it's kind of moving towards the oversold market it, with the RSI at 35. Um, I, I, again, I, I think this one's a good company. It, it's got great earnings. Um, and I think that it's, it's run really well. The problem that you have is these commodities, when there's a recession, commodities get hit. And, and with the talk of recession, that's what's getting uh, killed. Now, I wanted to bring up Boeing because Boeing has been oversold. You look at that RSI down at 33. Um, it's kind of capitulated here at this, this level. But under 160, I think Boeing is a, a good buy. And, and it, remember, here's, let me pull this back so you can see. If I go to a, let's go to a, a daily um, of Boeing. Um, are you concerned? This is just, you know what? Let's go to a weekly. Boeing isn't a company that has been run well. But when you look at this pre-pandemic, this is about where it was trading. Now, um, while it was trading here and kind of ran up from 2016 to 2019 uh, and then took the precipitous drop and just hasn't come back, part of the reason it hasn't come back is because it no longer has a dividend. When that dividend gets reinstated, mind you, this is a $400 stock. It then goes back into indexes. It then goes back into everything. Um, I think it, it, it does well. So I wanted to bring that up. Um, you don't have uh, a, a catalyst right now for it other than its earnings coming up in October. But um, you know, for a long-term buy and hold, I would say Boeing is probably decent. Um, I just I don't know enough about the company, but it's so big. Now, uh, weekly stock, um, my weekly stock, uh, his newsletter, if you haven't signed up for it, it is fantastic. comes out on Saturdays. Uh, it recaps the market. Um, you can look him up on my weekly stock on uh, Twitter or on Instagram, uh, but his newsletter is great. Sign up for it. It's free. Uh, but uh, he mentioned that Broadcom was due um, for a, a good earnings bounce, and they did beat. And they're up, they were um, one of the few that were up in the S&P pre-market, uh, but uh, they have a catalyst coming up on September 21st with the, the div dividend X date. So while you're not in this one, this one might be ready for a bounce because again, you're down here at 33 on the RSI. I like it. I like it there. Uh, I mentioned yesterday, if you had some uh, guts, you could go into Lulu. Well, Lulu wound up blowing away uh, earnings, uh, $2.20 a share. So you can see the last earnings was $1.48 per share. Uh, they were up about 10% in pre-market, I believe. Um, so it, it's probably a $300 stock, honest to God. It, I think that 200-day gets, gets kind of pierced on this run-up uh, after earnings. And the 200 days at 311 um, you only need, if you buy it at 294, you need to get to 320, um, which is up in this neighborhood I, for 10%. I don't think it's a bad play. Uh, but again, you know, you're in September. So 
look at financials. City is one that I haven't invested in. You've got this gap down here. My guess is that we probably fill this gap at some point in time. Um, uh, it's on the way down. It's so oversold, though. It, it's almost nice to just buy this one for the bounce. Um, Bank of America, kind of same thing when I looked at it yesterday. And, and I'm not doing scans or anything like that. I'm just kind of going with ones that I looked yesterday. And you see that RSI kind of pop up in the afternoon um, with a green candle in the afternoon. And you've got it right off this volume shelf right there. Um, let's pull back this volume shelf to see if that's still the major volume shelf. And it's not as major when you pull back there. Um, but you can see right at that 31 uh, uh, price point there. Um, Goldman Sachs, we've talked about Goldman Sachs. Their book value is around 300. They're at 333 right now. Uh, they just passed their ex-dividend date. They've kind of filled their gaps uh, on the way down here. Their next gap down would be 284, but that is so far away and below the 200-day that I don't know, and it's not major. You've had these gaps filled on the way up, so I don't think that there's a... Uh, significant issue with that one, but Goldman Sachs is a good one. Um, Google, I, I saw Google yesterday was up and it was up when the market was down. Ironically, both candles are green yesterday with Google. You're at 37. I actually watched this video last night and if you guys want to see it, I'll send it to you. Um, I'll post it on, on something, just request it. But it was about how to manipulate Google uh, keywords and how to find, and the guy basically went in and found that crocheting um, was a very uh, high search, low cost, and you could basically develop um, uh, uh, keywords and get paid on keywords for linking to courses, to um, Amazon affiliate websites um, that will pay you to actually link to them. So, you know, the keyword cost something like, I think he said about 10 cents uh, per clip, uh, but uh, Masterclass or Clashair or Udemy or something like that, they were paying you $7 per click. So if you're only paying 10 cents per click, but you're getting paid $7 per click, you can make a good amount of money that way. So he kind of showed you how to do it, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. It was interesting to me. Meta is one that I've talked about. I like this one going into the holiday season. Um, it had a MACD cross up at 162. You're trading at 165. So 162 was the MACD cross up. Uh, again, you're at 165. So uh, I don't know that it's going to bounce. It did just come off a 31 on the RSI, but currently it's at 50. So even though it hasn't moved that much, that RSI has kind of said, hey, we're going to be in no man's land for a little while. So uh, Ford is one that I was looking at. Um, it got you out with 32% gain, but it's been trending downward and it hasn't really gone down. This price hasn't really gone down. There's a gap here between 1320 and 1340, somewhere in that neighborhood. The 200 day is right at 1384. You are buying it at, at well above the 200 day on the four hour. Now, if we go to the daily, I bet it's, yeah, it's still under the 200 day. Uh, and you've got this gap here between 18 and 19. My guess, just a guess, that when we get a, a, a MACD cross up on the, um, on the four hour, on the algorithm, 
I think you go back to that 18 or 19 level. Uh, and, you know, again, I thought the 11 would go to that 18 or 19 level. Uh, but I, I, I just didn't have the conviction in that one. I didn't trade it. Um, PBR is an interesting one. Uh, Tom had brought this to my attention. It paid a huge dividend. And you see that gap down here on that dividend. I'll kind of zoom in on this. But the gap, essentially what happens on a dividend, and you see this blue line right here, that's an ex-dividend date. And so what happens is it was trading at 15. Uh, it gaps down here to about 1360, 1350, somewhere in that neighborhood. I think it would actually gap down to about 12. I think the dividend was like $3 something on that day. So you got paid $3 on that day. Now look at it since then. You've gained it all back. So not only did you get paid to hold this, you've almost gained the entire dollar amount back. You did if you sold up here. It's got gaps above. Um, this is a, a Brazilian uh, energy company. So again, energy, it's, it's been doing really, really well. Um, Mara, we've talked about, um, cryptocurrencies are kind of, eh, they're kind of green. Uh, I know I've said, Hey, it, it's probably going to cross up. Let's see. Uh, see that little gap there. It hasn't quite crossed up yet. So I don't like to buy and anticipate that it's going to go up. Because especially with something like a cryptocurrency, these things are super, super volatile. Um, I like this one because look at the average win, 110%. Now, that's just because over a thousand candles, it has gone like bonkers. But if we pull this back to November of last year, where it was at about 70, um, you can see it is building this volume shelf here between 11 and 13. And I think that's where it's probably trade going to trade. Right now it's at 11.50. Let's see what it is in pre-market. Um, because I'd like to get this around 11. Yesterday's day range was 10.72 to 11.69. It is trading at 11.70 right now. So cryptocurrencies did make a slight comeback yesterday. Um, and GBTC and ETH, I'm not gonna even going to go into because I don't want you guys going into those. I'm in them, but uh, I just don't think that you guys need to be. Now, uh, MRNA, we had a MACD cross up. I called this one yesterday. 134, I think it's trading closer to 140 right now. Uh, 134.58. Uh, I think this one, again, you've got some COVID boosters that the CDC just, uh, the FDA may have just approved. The CDC said, hey, get the Omicron one. Um, it's a better booster. If you haven't had COVID in the last three months, uh, or a booster shot in the last six months, you are eligible. You should probably go get your boosters. Um, I have friends who aren't vaccinated. Do whatever you want. It's your choice. Uh, I could care less. Uh, I'm just telling you, Moderna is going to hype off of that. And you can clearly see with this RSI down here at 20s, it, it's going to need to go up. So uh, my, my target on this one would be if you get to 150s, I don't think we're going to 200s again. I think if you get to the 150s, I think you're good. Now, I could be wrong on that one because uh, I, I usually end. APLS, this is a drug, um, Apelles Pharmaceuticals. Dr. Tom on uh, Twitter mentioned this one to me. Uh, it did cross up yesterday at 61.94. Uh, so you've got a MACD cross up. You can see it did dip down here. 
uh, and it bounced right off this volume shelf at about 56 um, and went back up to 61 over the past, last couple of days. It does not have total confirmation above that nine day. Um, the 21 day is a little, it's just kind of just above the 21 day. Uh, but this is one that he says is a better play than your Abvi. So uh, let's look at Baba. And again, it's Friday, so I'm just kind of going over um, some of these stocks that we've kind of looked at. Baba, you're still in the trade from 8790. Uh, here it kind of is just capitulating here at 94. Chinese government. Uh, not a huge fan, but I own a, a significant amount of this, so I like to look at it. App Harvest, we talked about that one having a MACD cross up um, and it's continued ironically in the next candle, the, uh, the uh, algorithm got you out with like what, 2% loss, somewhere around there. Yeah, 292, it's trading at 279. Uh, so make sure you have your stop losses on. Again, I talk about this all the time, take your profits when you can. Make sure you're not hanging on to absolute losers like I do. Uh, it, it's pretty common, guys. Don't worry about it if you do. It's real common. Uh, Freeport MacMoran. Um, this is a materials company. Again, same as Cleveland Cliffs. Getting killed just because of recession talk. Um, SPG. Let's look at Simon Property Group because that one had a uh, ex-dividend date or it has it coming up September 8th. 6% dividend. Uh, I like this one, guys. I think this one's actually going to cross up here at about 100. Um, you can see 97 is this this um, volume shelf. Uh, you've got September 8th. I may buy this one. Uh, I've owned this one for quite a while. Um, and I traded it for quite a while. But it's an interesting one. I like that. Uh, UNH, which should be a... Uh, in a recession, a, um, a staple in your portfolio. And you can see yesterday morning, uh, we traded from the open was 519. We went down to 515, traded up to 523. It was up yesterday. Um, so you're, you're close to 524. UNH, great company. You can see trading right on this 200 day. It's not really breaking it. If we go to the daily, uh, I'm sure it is right on the 200-day. Yeah, it's just, it's above it. You, but you've got this gap that's not quite, and my guess is this gap gets filled. At some point in time, 511 to 503 gets filled. Um, Costco uh, is one that I wanted to look at. I didn't look at this pre-market. Yeah, you're still out of it. It's got that MACD cross upcoming. Uh, still an expensive stock. If we go to Costco, let's look at Costco. Uh, the PE is 41. Forward PE is 36. Remember what I told you? The S&P traditionally trades between 17 and 19. Um, performance year to date, down 6%. So it's an interesting one. I've kept an eye on it. Not quite sure I like it. Um, there's my energy stocks. There's Deer, Meta, Lulu Earnings, Motley Fool article. Pan W. Uh, there was an article I read on uh, Motley Fool that said, don't miss this three for one split on September 14th. Um, you are on your way down. There's this gap here that gapped up between 515 and 550. 
the algorithm has you still in at 568. Uh, believe it or not, 568 and it's trading at 544. Um, yesterday it went down to 537. So it's still holding that 500 number. My guess is that it probably will. You've kind of half filled this gap. Um, it doesn't need to fill the whole gap. Maybe it's only going to fill half of it. Maybe it just goes back here to about 517. Um, but again, Motley Fool said, hey, don't miss the three-for-one stock split. Uh, oil is higher based on the anticipation that OPEC will cut output. Uh, Kathy Wood sold Tesla. Uh, ironically, she has done almost as well as Elon at timing the Tesla sales. Now, Tesla, you're still out of it. The, the stock split happened on August 25th. Your RSI is at 40. Um, it probably is going down to fill this gap between 255 and 248. I kind of said, hey, I think at 275, it makes sense if you don't have a position to try and get in. But I do think 250 is probably where you're going. I mean, just look at that volume shelf. If we pull this back here, um, here's what I'll do for you. Since Tesla, I consider Tesla a long-term one. We'll look at the daily. And you pull this volume shelf back to the November highs. And the November highs were about 400. You can clearly see the volume shelf here at 250. That's why I say I think that's where it's going. Um, I would probably dollar cost average down between this area because I don't know that we actually get down there. Now, again, September's a weak month. Uh, Tesla, I have, what, $40,000 in Tesla, uh, 50000 I sold half of my Tesla. I don't know exactly, and I'm not going on screen share uh, out to Fidelity to see exactly where I am. I know I tell you guys on other podcasts exactly what I have, but I'm not showing you my Fidelity screen on, on YouTube. Um, but I, I do like Tesla, and I do think that 250 mark is probably where we get to. Um, they will announce their monthly sales, I think, here in the next couple of days. Um, eight stocks to turn around. My, by the way, down below, just so you guys are aware, I'm including in the, the links for all of the YouTube live videos, there's a support the podcast, which I completely love you guys that support me. Um, there is also a link to uh, the link tree. So my link tree has a bunch of stuff. It has, if you want to sign up for phone service, I tell you how I live cheaply. Uh, visible phone service is how I live cheaply, 25 bucks a month. If you want to know a party to join, I'll let you know which party I joined. Um, you just have to have five friends. You can add as many as you want. We, you can always use my, use my referral link and then join a party afterwards. And you go from 40 down to $25 a month. Um, it has uh, my TrendSpider link. So you can sign up for a free seven-day trial of TrendSpider. If you like the charts that I do, I'll help you set them up. Uh, I'll give you access to my algorithm if you sign up through the link. Um, I've done it for many people. So if you want to do that, hit me up. Uh, but definitely sign up through the link tree. Uh, that's, you know, if you don't want to support with money, you can do it through the links that I provide. Um, you can sign up for my uh, YouTube. You can sign up for my Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter. Uh, Twitch, I'm kind of getting off of, but I might, again, do live on Twitch like a $1,000 um, portfolio challenge where you do it up to $10,000 or something like that. 
Uh, the other thing I was talking to some folks about was I might do a course and not a course of uh, like 10, 15 videos. It will be one video and I will limit it probably uh, in time length where it doesn't take a, a ton of your time. Uh, it will guide you to other videos uh, that are free uh, and it will guide you in the learning process as to how I learned. I learned all for free. Now, TrendSpider is not free. Uh, TrendSpider is how I built my, uh, my algorithm. But to understand MACD, to understand RSI, to understand stochastics, to understand Bollinger Bands, to understand um, PE, to understand forward PE, to understand how things work in gaps, um, to understand moving averages, what's the difference between a simple and uh, an SMA and an EMA. Uh, how does the MACD, what's the numbers, 821 and 5 uh, versus another MACD, which is 12, 26, and 9. Um, those are the videos that I would steer you towards, articles, um, websites, things of that sort. I probably will, and again, I hate charging anybody for anything, um, but for something like that, maybe a small fee. I mean, we're not talking, you know, 50, 60 bucks. We're talking a nice, you know, five, six dollar kind of thing, but I'll put it together. It'll be very short. Um, but part of the reason why I want to charge people too is because I, if I, it, it's kind of like if you give something, someone for, something for free, I've given people access to my algorithm during the seven day trial and they just don't use it. And so if, if you're actually, um, you know, if I'm going to go through the, the process of actually creating something like how I learned. Uh, it, it's a little bit of a, a work for me. So A, I'd like to make money, but B, I want to know that you guys are going to use it. So charging somebody actually gets you into that. And, and listen, you're going to make five, $10, whatever I charge for it, 15, 20, you're going to make that back in one trade. You guys know if you use it, you will. So uh, those are my notes. I think I've gotten everything. I haven't gone through all of the stocks. One stock that I do want to go through though, Apple. Uh, they've got uh, the iPhone coming up next week. Um, there was an interesting discussion that I saw with, uh, oh, I forget his name. I forget the analyst name, but I saw the discussion uh, after Lulu's uh, earnings yesterday. And I think it was on YouTube. But it, it was a good discussion. Lululemon is a high-end luxury retailer. I mean, make no mistake about it. Those $200 pants you can get on Amazon for 20 bucks. They're not the same quality. Um, it is not as good. Uh, but people who buy Lululemon have money in the bank. People who buy iPhones have money in the bank. So can you draw a correlation between, hey, People will upgrade to the iPhone 14 uh, or they will upgrade to the 13 um, just because it's coming out. Eh, maybe. If you look at the algorithm, the algorithm got you out. See that little button hook right there on Apple? Uh, August 18th when it was trading uh, around 180, between 175 and 180. Um, that button hook is probably, if I were trading this one, where I would have gotten A out. You can see the algorithm got you out with a 25% gain. The largest stock in, in the stock exchange had a 25% move on the algorithm. And it got you out late. But you can see it's been free falling ever since. 
Uh, and that's because the market's been going down. It's not necessarily Apple related. Um, and you can see, clearly see, there's a volume shelf here at 148. Do I think we're going down to 148? I think we could. I think you may pierce 150, um, you know, whether we go to 148 or not. But there, there's clearly a volume shelf there. Now, if we go to daily, um, because I want you to see, you can't time this market. Because if for some reason we start taking off, it's going to move quick. Look at how quick that one moved. And, and do you have the guts to say, hey, we were at 137. Uh, I'm going to buy here at 145. Look at the move. I probably would not have. Look at the RSI. You're close to 60. You've got that MACD moving up. But it kept going. You can't time this market. You can't time things. Uh, if you want to own Apple, the best time to buy Apple, I don't care if you're trading up here at one, 181. Best time to buy Apple's now. Two years from now, you're going to see. Uh, you'll be completely happy that you bought it. We look at the weekly. You just pierced the 50-day, and, and you're using that 50-day as support again. Look at the past three years. You've only pierced the 50-day once. You've been using it as support. So what makes me think that that 50-day isn't going to be used as support again? Um, you can clearly see that the volume shelf here at 130 uh, would provide support. If you Let's pull back to the... Let's just go back to pandemic. Um, let's see. I'm going to move this. Got to move that over there. Let's just go to the pandemic low. That's two, I'm sorry, that's 2018. So let's just go to the pandemic low. That's 2020. Uh, let's zoom in a little bit so we can see the volume shelf. You can see right there, 130, the volume shelf provided support. There is a volume shelf building here at 151. That probably provides support. Does it provide absolute support? If we go under 151, I think you can look at 140 at your support, next support level. Just based on volumes, again, you know, you, you see everybody that bought down here sold. Everybody's buying here recently. That's where the volume shelves are building. So as you get people up here and they start selling, people have been, you know, moving in and out of this one. Um, eight stocks that turned $10,000 into $95,000 uh, in eight months. Now, I'm, I'm looking at an article on my screen. Here's the stocks. Uh, top S&P. These are uh, Halliburton. 34% monthly gain. Oh, stop putting ads. I hate this. Um, $10,000. Cumulative value of $10,000 invested in January. $13,000. Solar Edge. 34% monthly gain. $13,000 is now $18,000. Um, Nielsen Holdings. Uh, $18,000 is now $28,000. Twitter, you can see all of these go up. You guys can read it. Um, it's a good article. Read it. Uh, I don't, you know, past performance does not in, is not indicative of future performance. But if you got in and out of these, you started with $10,000. Um, you moved up to $95,000 trading in and out of just those eight stocks. So. Uh, but uh, obviously, you know, picking that stock, 
moving into it on the first of the month, understanding that it's going to have a big month. You don't know. You have no idea. But again, it, the article kind of goes over um, the biggest S&P winners for each year. Um, Constellation Energy, <clears throat> which is um, the, the largest power producer on the East Coast, is the number one stock in the month, rising more than 23%. Let's look at Constellation Energy. Uh, there it is, CEG. And we'll run the algorithm. Look at that. July 26th, $55 buy-in. July 26th, you're at 82. And you've got confirmation. You've got caps down here. Um, but it's energy. It is energy, guys. Energy. Whew. Uh, okay. Uh, I wanted to go over that article. If you want it, it's in my Twitter. Um, it's a eight stocks turn $10,000 into $95,000 in eight months. Um, scans, big one that crossed up J and J. This is a, um, Dow stock. It is a NASDAQ, uh, I'm sorry, a, um, S and P 500 crossed up at 165. You can see how low that, that RSI went yesterday, or I'm sorry, the day before, um, when it was down at 161. I do own J and J. Uh, I have held it for many, many, many years. Um, it is a mainstay. It's not a huge position. I think, uh, you know, when I was doing $1,000 lots, I think I put $1,000 into it. I liked it. Target had a, and you guys know I like Target. I like Target over Walmart, but you look at all the down days. Uh, we'll look at Walmart in a little bit, but Target had a cross up here at 164. Uh, I, I think this is an easily a $200 stock as, as inventory issues begin to um, resolve. You've got this enormous gap that goes up to $212. It's only been halfway filled. And it was halfway filled from July to August. So I think you've got that one. Since we're looking at Target, we'll look at Walmart in the algorithm. Um, you're out of Walmart, but you can see it's got some positive movement here. Um, there's some green candles. And it's just using that 50-day as support. Uh, it's going to have a golden cross, which is the 50-day crossing the 200. That's the blue line here crossing that, that red line. And it's going to have that in the near future. Uh, you'll see it. You'll see it. Now, Target and Walmart are very similar. But I want to bring your attention to Finviz. Because you look at Target's PE, 18. Forward PE is 13. 18 and 13. Walmart. 26 and 20. Target's cheaper. And you have a big upside on Target. On target. So I think it's a great one. <clears throat> Square had a MACD cross up. This is a stock. I personally own it. <laughs> I've got quite a bit in it. Uh, $68. That RSI is down there at 38. Kind of no man's land, but that MACD is down, kind of moving up. Uh, you don't have a golden cross here, which is the 50 day and the 200. You're not even using the, the, those moving averages as close to where the stock is trading right now. Uh, but I think it's been beaten up enough. I think you've got this MACD cross-up. I like it. Uh, Abbott Labs, ABT. Uh, this, is, this is coming out of scans from my own personal portfolio. You had a cross-up here at 104. I, again, Abbott Labs does COVID testing, flu testing, um, you know, we're heading into flu t season, CVS, all of those guys. 
I, I think you're going to see a newfound focus. We had an mRNA cross up uh, for uh, Moderna. So I think you're going to see Palantir, um, PLTR. Uh, and this one had a cross up and it's at $7.50. Now, mind you, this one on the algorithm is a little tough because it, the algorithm loses you 37%. Buying and holding only loses you 26%. You had 22 positions. Six of them were wins. So only 27% wins. The average win is 11%. Trying to find that win is where it's going to be difficult. So Palantir, I, I like Palantir. I have, I think, $5,000 worth of Palantir. I like it. AbbVie, we talked about. Uh, I am a fan of their dividend. They had a cross up at 138. It was beaten up. I kind of called that one that it was beaten up. It, it deserves a move up. Um, but Dr. Tom likes uh, APLS. So if we look at APLS, let's go to this. APLS, um, they're not making money. Uh, let's look at AbbVie. AbbVie does. APLS does not have a dividend. AbbVie is making money and they do have a dividend. So might be a little bit to think about before you start throwing your money in there, but depends on what your targets are, what your goal is. Lemonade, uh, which is insurance. And I actually own this one. I got out of it. Uh, I think I made a little bit of money. Might have been one of my losses, but I think I made a little bit of money. $22.91. Um, it's been using that 200-day. I don't know. You got these gaps up here that might get filled at 27. This is one you're taking your, your money into your own hands, in my mind. Um, it's not, there's no catalysts here. The market is going up. Uh, interest rate, you know, again, the job numbers were kind of, um, unemployment went up, which means that the Fed might be winning, which means that um, tightening may be slower than expected. Uh, rate hikes may stop earlier. So upstart, which is one that Jim Cramer liked at, I think, $400 or $200 to $26, cross up at $2602. Um, the average win on this one is 44%. So you've got some, some good opportunities here, uh, and you've got this gap here between 54 and 75. I don't think you're going there. Don't assume that you're going back there. Um, this is one that is not making money. Uh, they announced a one cent per share earning, uh, 61 cent per share earning uh, here. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, again, this is upstart. Uh, they are a loan company. Their AI is a little suspect. Again, you can see going from 61 cents to down to one cent per share. Eh. We talked about Uber, Sirius XM radio. I was an enormous Howard Stern fan. Uh, I stopped listening to him, I think, around when I retired, January 2020. Um, he started his show... Uh, I think I had paid for six months and he started doing a show from his basement like everybody did from um, when COVID hit. And I was home and it was the same show over and over and they were just trying to find their legs again. And then he went on like a two-month vacation over the summer and I said, eh, I'm not renewing. Uh, but this is one that has been beaten up, $6.13. Um, your average win on this is 3%. Uh, the algorithm makes you 14%. Buying and holding only makes you 7%. 
mind you, this is a business that has very low margins. They don't make a lot of money. You can see eight cents per share, seven cents per share. They haven't figured it out. But it had a MACD cross up, so I figured I'd bring it up. Talked about Comcast um, the other day. And I said, hey, this one might have a cross up. 3691, it has a MACD cross up. Still don't like it. Still think the company is a crap, but it did have one. Uh, COVID, Biogen, B I I B, had a cross up here at 199. Uh, you would only have to go to 220 to actually get that 10% move. And it's, it's with COVID in the news, it's possible. So, uh, let's see, how long did I go? 56 minutes. I wanted to keep it in under an hour. So uh, I did that. Uh, again, thank you to all the supporters. It's Friday. Um, I may put together that little coursework that I was talking about this weekend. Um, so what you could do is, if you're willing to pay for it, tell me what you'd be willing to pay for. It. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on Instagram. And don't be shy. Um, you know, if you want to pay a dollar for it, say you'd pay a dollar for it. If you want to pay $5 for it, say you'd pay $5 for it. If you want to pay $20, tell me that you'd pay $20. Uh, supporters, you guys are fantastic. Um, if you support my podcast, no way I'm making you pay for it. Absolutely not. So get in on the support. Um, I won't, you know, supporters will get absolutely preferred treatment. Um, and, and, and that doesn't mean that if you don't support me, I'm not going to you know, look up your stock. I'm not going to talk to you. Um, I, I challenge you to find somebody that I don't talk to uh, or somebody that I don't respond to um, because I try and respond to absolutely everybody. Sometimes it's a little overwhelming. Uh, there are quite a few people. It has become quite a popular podcast over the last, um, I'd say, six months. Um, I've been doing this regularly, I would say, since January. And, and just to kind of take you guys back, um, what happened was I started this in April, uh, I think it was either March 2020 or April 2020. Um, I retired from my job in March of, uh, in January of 2020. COVID hit, lost a bunch of money. I started trading oil and decided, you know what? Let me try a podcast, see if somebody reaches out to me because I don't really know what I'm doing. And started trading oil, lost a ton of money. Uh, I will absolutely tell you that the last thing you want to do is trade during a cycle where you don't know the actual product. I didn't know the oil markets. I didn't know that UCO was a decaying asset. So I said, you know what? Oil's trading at about $10 a barrel. I'm going to buy a bunch of it because at some point it's going to go up. Well, UCO was a decaying asset. I didn't know that. It winds up um, reverse splitting uh, 25 for one, somewhere around that. Uh, and it went all the way down to a dollar. I think it got under a dollar and got threatened with delisting. So they did a 25 for one reverse split. So that $1 stock all of a sudden trades for $25. And rather than having, you know, 1,000 shares, uh, you know, I, I, think, I think I was up at, 50, 60,000 shares, somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, but I, I wound up selling at an enormous loss. Um, so uh, then I, I just stopped the podcast. And I think I did one a month um, for the next seven months. And in 2021, I think I did one or two uh, podcast total. And then uh, over Christmas, one of my friends who I was uh, mentoring on, on stocks, I said, you know, she was like, hey, why don't you start doing it? You're not doing anything. 
said, okay, I'll start doing it. And I started trading again, started doing the podcast. And so I'd say over the last six months, it's really taken off. Um, it was funny because Anchor was posting the average um, uh, average uh, amount of people um, that, that listen to podcasts for some of their major podcasts, some minor. Um, but it was interesting because I would say I'm probably right in the middle. So, um, if you guys don't get a response, hit me up on a different platform. Uh, if you do get a response, then, then kudos. Um, I hope I've answered all of your questions. Again, I'm, my hope is to never charge you for anything. The only reason why I charge you for the course is because I do want to make sure that you use it. And when you're invested in it, you use it. Um, if six months from after that you say, Hey, I didn't make any money. I didn't, you know, I'll ask you, well, did you do your work? Show me your work. So, but I'd be more than happy to help you along the way. But uh, thank you again to the supporters. Um, thank you guys to watching on YouTube. Uh, again, if you're listening to the podcast, I'm going to put a secret word at the end of the YouTube live video. Did that yesterday and I got a bunch of people reaching out saying hamburger, hamburger. I'll do it today with another secret word that I will, uh, I will let you guys know. But have a great weekend. Uh, Monday, we are off. Enjoy your long weekend. Um, I may do a, a, a couple of lives over the, the weekend because I am going to be home. So uh, if you want, turn on the alerts on YouTube and let's chat on YouTube about maybe doing some scans, um, maybe crypto trading over the weekend. But if you're interested, hit me up. Take care. Have a great one.